Hey, glad you can make it. And welcome to the Employee Cycle Podcast, where we talk to HR innovators, thought leaders, and even some disruptors about the latest in HR trends, HR tech, and you guessed it, HR data. Well, you've heard enough of me talking. Now let's start the show, 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 show. Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Employee Cycle Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Marable, CEO of Employee Cycle. And you know Employee Cycle. We're that people dashboard company that's helping all of you HR and people leaders out there get rid of that process you call HR reporting. We know that it's manual, it's tedious, it's time-consuming, and it's one of the things that you hate doing because it takes so long and you wish that you could do anything else but that. Well, that's why we created Employee Cycle, a people dashboard that automates the entire HR reporting and analytics process. How do we do it? We simply connect to all your different HR systems, systems like Bamboo HR, Namely, Zenefits, Paylocity, Trinet, ADP, 15.5, Greenhouse, Lever, you name it. Connect to all those great systems you're using and automatically pull all your data into one place so you can view, share, track, and analyze all those important metrics about your workforce together. Want to learn more? Simply go to EmployeeCycle.com, schedule a demo. Would love to learn how we can help you automate your HR reporting process. But that's enough about me and our company, because today we have a great guest. So please help me welcome to the show, Tansley Stearns. She's the Chief People and Strategy Officer at Canvas Credit Union. And today we're going to discuss how to plan your HR strategy for post-COVID. Tansley, welcome to the podcast. Well played. I like that. Awesome. So, Tansley, we're going to kick this thing off the best way we know how, and that's by asking you, how did you end up in the wonderful world of HR? Mm, That's a really good question. So I, as many of us do, stumbled into my career. I wish that I could say to you that when I was 21 years old and graduating from the University of Michigan, that I knew precisely what I wanted to be when I grew up, but I did not. And I found myself at a credit union. And that first credit union that I worked for, my boss was really one of the key mentors in my life. And he gave me the opportunity to lead across the organization, including having the opportunity to lead HR when I was there. And so I Fast forward to my journey all the way to Canvas. I've had several stops along the way, including at our industry's think tank right before coming to Canvas. And when I got here to Canvas, one of my first assignments was really to help us transform our brand. And we transitioned from public service credit union to Canvas credit union. It was an amazing process and and really an exceptional time for us to be able to better tell our story. And as I spent more time here, our CEO, Todd, and I had some conversations and and started to dream a bit about how we could shape not only the the brand experience, but also our family member experience, what we call our employees. And we saw so so many synergies between marketing and advertising and communication and what we do here on the people side. And so he gave me the opportunity about a year into my tenure to lead not only marketing, organizational strategy, but the people team. And 
it's really been fun to see all those connection points. And I, sometimes people say, I don't I, tell me again how that works, but I believe into the future, we're really going to see more of that connective tissue between the marketing side of the house and the people side of the house. And it's just such a blast. You know, we at Canvas believe so much in human beings and a pillar of our vision is to be known for our people. So to have the opportunity to lead that portion of the organization is really an honor. That's awesome. Thanks for that context. Mm-hmm. And you said that you didn't always know you're going to be in HR. So you weren't the third grader that when asked, <laughs> what do you want to be? Some kids said firefighter, other kids said a cop, maybe one kid said an astronaut. You didn't raise your hand and say, I want to work in HR. I'm no. surprised. And no, I was raising my hand saying I wanted to be an actress. I was going to be a teacher. You know, I changed my mind about every 10 minutes, including all the way through college. But I really feel like I've found a home in what we do here. And it's it's really a place that I feel like both challenges me, but also where I can create real impact. Got it. So because we're talking about planning an HR strategy for post-COVID, I think we're going to take some you know, creative license here and really make this show a lot more about questions sure. than answers. So in that vein, a question for you is what are some of the questions that's lingering for you? So let me give you, let me give the audience some context. Today is, I believe, February 3rd. Yes. And so we are almost a year from when we had our initial lockdowns and shutdowns. So we've all learned a lot. We've seen a lot. We've experienced a lot. Some things are still brutal to get through. Other things have been normalized based off of everything that we've went through and that you've seen and went through personally. What questions do you still have that you don't have an answer for more than you had a year ago? That's a really good question. And I'm a curious human, so I have tons of questions. You may have stepped into dangerous territory with me. (laughs) You know, I think my biggest question is how much this is going to change all of us. And, you know, I think to your point, we've all been through a lot. We've all seen a lot of change. You know, we talk about the new normal. I don't even like to say those words anymore. I'm not sure that we have any idea what that new normal is. I think that employees for us family members have been through so much and their expectations well into the future, I think are going to be dramatically different. I think we've seen technological change that would typically take, you know, five or 10 years occur over the course of one year. You know, the example I always give is, you know, my mother, you know, we're a financial institution and early days of COVID she called me one day and was saying, oh, you know, I, I went into town and I was going to deposit a check. And, you know, then I went to the drive through and I looked at the tube and the pen and I thought I'd have to touch it. And, you know, that was before we were knowing that we could touch things. OK, but, you know, she was kind of freaking out. She went home and I said to her, you know, you can use this thing called remote deposit capture, right? You can take a picture of that check with your smart device and and I can show you how to do that. And. I can promise you at 75 years of age, had it not been for COVID, she would not have taken that step. <laughs> probably, probably not. <laughs> and, and so that's happening for all of us as employees, right? And for employers to understand, you know, what are those remote deposit check capture moments that are going to change the expectations that people have? And, you know, I've been saying for years that we are in a war for talent, And talent has a lot of really great choices. And I think now they have great choices, but I think the opportunity for us and and a question I have is 
how do we leverage what we've learned in order to be a place that attracts that great talent? Because I think that while there are challenges that remain, I always like to think about it in the reverse. What are those opportunities that have emerged? You know, just as a simple example, my bet is, you know, we're here in Colorado on the front range. We might not have been as open to having somebody work across the country potentially. You know, maybe now we have an opportunity to open up that talent pool and have somebody that works here that isn't here face-to-face with us all the time. And and so there are those possibilities that I think are emerging. And I'm not sure that we know at all how long that list is, but I think it's pretty long. Interesting. So let's start with the first major question to understand how that's going to affect the HR strategy post-COVID. And you just alluded to it, which is remote work. Yeah. How do you see remote work potentially changing HR forever and how HR efforts will be implemented? Yeah. Well, again, I think it creates so much potential. You know, when you think about we've now expanded the talent pool for many organizations. Now, there were some that would have thought about it that way pre-COVID. But I think for many of us, it, it you might have thought about it that way, but really being accepting of it, I think has come because we've gotten used to the way that this works. I know for us at Canvas, we believe that it will truly be a more hybrid world. You know, we do still think that there is beauty and the opportunity to come together and have time face to face. But, you know, I think about this uh, possibility of, you know, say it's two days in the office and three days at home or the reverse of that, or, you know, any combination they're in. And, you know, I think, the positive side, and we've seen this here, is that, you know, in that hybrid world, I think you have people creating the work-life dynamics that work best for them. I think the other side of that, and, and something that we'll have to address, and is certainly a challenge for all of us on the people side of things, is there's also the the work-life, there is no balance, right? When, when, when there is no there is no separation. It's really easy to get lost in that. And, and we've seen that with some of our family members. And so you've got the good where you've got people that are saying, Hey, this is fantastic. I can kind of sort this out in a way that works really well for me that I couldn't have when I was here five days a week. And then you've got the opposite of that. And so, you know, it becomes an even more customized approach to help support the individual and create the life that they want to have that meets the needs of the business, but also really nurtures the human beings that make that business so incredible. By the way, if you ever want to help me co-host any of these interviews, let me know because you're doing a beautiful job of helping me with the transitions. You're I, was so good. Just, I was just about to bring up work-life balance. Or what one of my other podcast guests said, we should stop saying, and we should always, and moving forward, we should now call it work-life blend. Yeah, that's right. Because work, life, personal, professional, social, it's all in this goulash, paella, whatever type of food that you like, where there's just a whole bunch of random stuff together and you can't tell one from the other. It's all intertwined, and it's really just about prioritizing versus always living in totally different spaces. So this seems to be a place where HR is really going to have to do a good job in understanding how to create and promote and encourage this work-life blend, Yes, which seems to be something that may have to be very personalized. So how do you go about doing that? 
So for us, that's always about listening. We believe that listening is one of our superpowers because, you know, I may believe that I understand what's happening, but until I really listen to others, I can't have empathy. I can't truly understand challenges. I can't truly understand what's going really well. And so listening is is the place that we always begin. And listening, thinking deeply about what we're hearing, taking action, and then rinse and repeat. And so, you know, I, I think you're right that it will be highly personalized. And I think it's, again, so much about understanding what kind of, what kind of life people want to create. You know, I, again, I'm, I agree with your guest that I, I don't think it's so much about balance, but, you know, for me, I'm in a place in my life and, and the things that drive me a, a lot are about work. And so for me, I get so much energy with being here, with putting in hours. I feel like it sets a great example for my 10 year old. She loves to come here pre COVID and hopefully post COVID. There's so much of that that works for me. There are others that really like to have a much more distinct line. And I think having the organization be able to listen, be as customized as is possible. But I think for us, you know, we talk at Canvas about the fact that we love our people to be delightfully offbeat. We want them to bring their full selves to their roles. And we think that that makes us special and unique and we, it helps us to transform financial services. The way that that then manifests for people in terms of the balance that they want to have, I think, is as unique as each individual. And so, you know, helping folks to navigate that, helping folks to understand it, even to see when that might be off kilter, because I think, you know, at times folks get weighed on the rabbit hole before they realize that they've gotten into burnout. And so, you know, even things like encouraging, you know, the taking time away and making sure that that's happening and supporting that is, is going to be really important. So I think it's listening. I think it's making sure that it's as customized as it can be and, and ensuring that we have mechanisms in place to help people kind of have the mirror in front of themselves to know where they're at so that we can support them. Listening has been a core thread and theme in between all of the things that you've been talking about. Mm -hmm. So that really makes me wonder, what does communication look like, especially if you have a hybrid model? I remember a former guest talking about how they want to make sure that they're giving the same level of communication and they are chatting and learning and listening as much to their remote employees as the ones that are in the office or will actually return to the office mm -hmm. and how challenging they think that may be because it's so much easier to have those water cooler or off the cuff conversations, which then tends to allow the people in the office to feel more connected versus the remote employees. So how do you balance that? Well, the great news for us at Canvas is that we've faced some of those challenges for a long time. We have 29 branches along the Front Range. So about half of our family members are here in Lone Tree at our headquarters when we're all together. And then we've got a lot of our family members, again, almost half that are spread across a, a wide range of geography. And so we've worked hard. And again, it's one of the reasons that we saw this interesting bridge between marketing and people. And so what we've attempted to do is really think about communication, again, through the lens of our family members and listening. So, for example, we have two newsletters that go out every week, you know, common thing that organizations do. What we were hearing from our family members in our branches was, 
hey, listen, guys, when I've got a member in front of me, I can't be reading a newsletter. I can't look at that. I don't have time for that. And so we started translating that into a podcast that we send out weekly. So folks can listen on their way in. They can listen when they're taking a break. They can listen when they have a moment. But the listening opportunity versus the reading seemed to be something that was important. We do a ton with video. So we have a weekly video that we send out called We Are Canvas. And that's all about what's happening in the organization And all these different mediums, we think, help to meet people where they are, meet people where they want to be in terms of how they consume information. One of the things we're going to be launching soon is a guide for our leaders in terms of their one-on-ones that that reviews all of that information. Because we know that sometimes even if they've read it or they've listened, you might have to hear it more than once before it actually gets digested. And so that repetition is important. And so... One, that work is never done. Communication is never perfect. You know, you and I might be in this conversation and my memory of it would be different. And and so repetition matters. The different the different mechanisms to share that communication really matter. And I do think the the benefit of today is that we have so many of those mechanisms and they can reach people no matter where they are. So I think that's the great news about being able to reach people, even if they are always remote. Got it. And then the last question and the last area I want to cover is around HR goals. Sure. I've been hearing a lot of HR and people leaders that are now tracking new areas of the workforce or doing totally new things and setting goals for totally new initiatives that they never had before pre-COVID. So things like goals around training a certain amount of managers around how to be a better remote manager Mm -hmm. or now doing surveys for areas like mental health, which Mm -hmm. that wasn't unfortunately something that a lot of employers focused on. So are there any areas where you didn't either have goals or it really wasn't that big of a focus pre-COVID that now is a huge focus for you moving forward? You know, so one of the ways that we really benchmark our success with our family members is we do the Great Place to Work survey. And I always say, you know, we're two years running Great Place to Work, and we're very honored by that. But it's not so much about the honor. What really is powerful about that work is that we have the opportunity to listen and we get their feedback. And so while I wouldn't say that the goals have changed, I think the the feedback becomes even more important. We know, to your point, that people are struggling with things like mental health that are sometimes really hard to talk about and that we have had a lot of shame around. And so, again, we want to really make sure that people know they can share those things with us. We want to provide really great resources for those. And so I don't think our metrics have changed. I just think it becomes even more important to listen and be able to use what we hear to put that into action. And then the very last thing that, you know, you have such a bubbly personality. I I couldn't go without asking you this question. And so for all the HR leaders that are listening, I'm sure they're trying to figure out how to create their own workforce blend. Because Mm. not only are they taking on the stress and trauma and anxiety and all the other feelings and emotions that they have based on their own life and the lives of their families and friends, but then they're also in certain cases playing therapist Mm -hmm. for all their employees. So how do you create this work-life blend where 
you're able to manage all the things in your life, but still able to help support and help all your employees navigate through this as well. So our CEO, Todd Marksbury, often describes our family as being imperfectly perfect. I am as imperfect as they come. I am as human as they come. And that's hard for me because I'm also a perfectionist, (laughs) but I have learned the things that bring me great joy. And I've also realized that I have to create that for myself. And so one of the things I've always committed to is exercise. I'm a six day a week kind of gal. I do seven if I weren't uh, maturing. (laughs) And so doing that every morning, I get up very early at three 50 in the morning every day to do it. That is super meaningful to me. I also know, and I've, I've, I've had to find my way through this during COVID. I'm super social. I know it's very surprising. Uh, and, and so this has been hard and I've, I've had to make sure that, that with my wolf pack, that I make time for that, that even if it has to be done remotely in order to, to maintain physical distancing, that I'm making time for that because, you know, I, I can tell you that every time I have those moments with the people in my life who are those cushions and they're also catalysts for really great connection, I feel better and stronger. And so, so that really matters. And, and then I also start every day from a fresh place, you know, and, and if I'm feeling low, then it's about finding a great playlist. It's about thinking about the impact that we make and, and always starting that reframe so that I can be of service to the people here at campus. So it it is, there's no Nirvana and and I don't think that I do anything that's particularly special, but I have really learned what brings me joy and energy. And I invest in those things. Tansley, thanks so much for answering my random off the cuff conversation about, about you personally. And thank you so much for sharing that. And for also just for being such an awesome podcast guest and sharing your wisdom and insight around such an interesting topic. So thank you, Tansley. Thank you. So where can people find you and Canvas Credit Union online? For sure. So you can find Canvas at canvas.org. You can find us on all the socials there. And you can find me on all the social networks. LinkedIn would probably be the best place. And Tansley Stearns, S-T-E-A-R-N-S. And you'll find me there. And I would love to connect. Perfect. And we'll definitely include all of that contact info in the show notes. So for everyone listening, if you've enjoyed this interview as much as Tansley and I did making it, then please leave us a five-star rating on iTunes because it shows you care and that we're providing great content. Also, if this is your very first Employee Cycle podcast interview you're listening to, and you came here because you either thought the topic was super compelling or you're already a huge super fan of Tansley and you just had to hear what she was going to say, but now you're hungry for more episodes, then please subscribe to the Employee Cycle podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major podcast platforms. And last but not least, all of you super awesome HR and people leaders out there, please continue to hire, train, and retain the best workforce possible. Thanks. Later, kids.